0: make lip-puckering, sloppy kiss noises over the phone. Both kids would giggle, asking him to repeat it over and over, and now it seemed it was her turn. She did her best to replicate John's kisses, but Elizabeth told her she wasn't as noisy as Daddy, but it was okay. James, her little man, informed her he was too big for phone kisses, and said goodnight. He would see her tomorrow. Ivy could hear John, Piper, and her in-laws laughing in the background. Poor James. At three, he was already an old soul. I'll say good night and we'll see you in the morning, John said before hanging up. Content with the evening's end, Ivy had decided earlier in the day to surprise John and the kids with a giant Christmas tree, which they could spend the day decorating. At lunchtime, she had gone to Baker's Tree Farm, one of the oldest family owned tree farms in Pine City, and picked out a 12-foot Fraser fir, making arrangements for it to be delivered to the house this afternoon. It was only ten days until Christmas, and they had never waited this long to put up their tree. With her bout of bronchitis turning into pneumonia, then both kids coming down with the chicken pox, it simply had not been any kind of priority. Better late than never, she thought, as she made herself a cup of hot tea before heading into the living room, where she'd had the tree set up. The hundreds of tiny white lights Kyle Baker had added made her job so much easier. While she loved decorating the tree, in the past she had been tangled up in too many strings of Christmas lights to really enjoy it. So Baker's effort had taken care of this for her. She inhaled the fresh pine scent and sighed. This was her favorite time of year, and she never tired of dragging the dozens of boxes downstairs one by one, removing the ornaments each with its own special memory. She had placed the boxes next to the dark brown leather sofa. Placing her cup of tea on the coffee table, she carefully removed the tissue paper from the first ornament. It was a small crystal angel etched in gold trim, which was now barely visible. Its soft blue eyes had faded with time. It had a small chip on its left wing, and Ivy teared up every year when she removed this ornament from her special box. The angel was the last ornament given to her by her mother before she had died when Ivy was just nine years old. She'd cherished it her entire life. There were only a few clear memories left of her mother, as the woman had been ill ever since Ivy was a baby. But she never failed to remember her mother's excitement during the Christmas holiday. She seemed to come alive just for the month of December. Then, when the cold, stark month of January rolled around, she would return to her room upstairs and spend her days and nights being cared for by Lila, nurse and the mother of one of Ivy's friends. Her mother had given her the angel on their last Christmas together. Ivy would never forget her words when she'd presented the small ornament to her. Every time you hang this on the Christmas tree, know I am with you. She hadn't really understood the significance at the time, but as she got older, she knew exactly what her mother's words meant. And each year, she would hang the ornament at the very top of the tree, knowing that her mother was looking down from heaven and was always with her. She carefully placed the angel aside, as this would be added to the tree later, when Elizabeth and James had their chance to decorate with their own three-year-old appropriate ornaments. They were still little, and she didn't want to risk her special ornaments getting broken. Ivy understood three-year-old hands weren't as careful as her 28-year-old ones. She spent the next two hours unpacking boxes of tiny sleighs, smiling snowmen, and dozens of bells in red and green. She left the colored bowls in their boxes, but stacked them beside the tree, counting each box to make sure she had divided them evenly. Three boxes apiece should be enough. One for each year should just about cover their limited attention spans. Ivy planned to spend the next week frantically shopping for the kids. Then she and John would remain at home until after the new year. They had talked briefly about taking the kids on a skiing vacation, but neither had committed just yet. Making last-minute plans was one of the perks of having a father who owned an airline. They never had to wait for discounted tickets, blackout dates were unheard of, and the long lines through security were avoided, since she, John, and the kids had applied and received TSA security clearance as soon as the service was available to the public. They tried to keep their home life as routine as possible, but there were times when both she and John were called away. Her mother's former nurse, Lila, had a daughter, Rebecca, who was three years older than Ivy. They'd been friends since they were kids, and now Rebecca was as good as family. Elizabeth and James called her Aunt Becca, and Rebecca had saved Ivy on numerous occasions when she and John had to leave on urgent business trips. With luck, they could all-